You're listening to Disruptive Dialogues on the Future of Religion. Our aim is to provide listeners tools for a conversation on how religion is changing and being affected by society. I'm your co-host, Troy Shepard. I'm an app developer and a business entrepreneur and a researcher on cultural trends related to religion and community. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Heidi Campbell, a professor of communication at Texas A&M University, where I study the intersection of religion, media, and digital technology. Welcome, and let's dive into today's conversation. Hello again, I'm Troy, and you're listening to Disruptive Dialogues on the Future of Religion. Uh, This podcast is a starting point for critical conversations in the church and a place for innovative thinkers. In this episode, I'm going to be interviewing my co-host, Dr. Heidi Campbell, on a Tech Trend paper number three that was recently published in regards to the Tech in Churches project that she has been a part of. In this paper, the title of it is called The Digital Divide, Digital Reluctance and Its Impact on Pandemic Churches. And I know that there was a lot of research that was done, and I'll let you kind of explain where that research comes from. But it was specifically talking about this divide, this digital divide that you had noticed over the, I would say, the last couple of years that occurred. So can you just maybe frame for us what your central argument was in this report? Thanks, Troy. Um, So a little bit of a reminder about the Tech in Churches During COVID-19 project. This is a project that we're doing in conjunction with the Center for Congregations um, in Indianapolis and through the uh, generous um, funding of the Lilly Endowment. And we're looking at how churches, 2,700 churches in Indiana, made the digital transition during the pandemic and how they made choices about technology and both the opportunities and challenges they faced. So in looking back at some of the data in the first part of our research study, we found that many um, churches not only discovered technology for the first time, but they discovered what is called the digital divide. So we found that um, many churches had to learn how to manage this digital divide um, within their congregations that they weren't aware of and how technology is maybe not as readily available as they thought. And so we found uh, several different themes from that research about this technology gap related to internet access and different issues in congregations. But what the surprising factor that we'll talk about hopefully a little later is it wasn't just getting access to technologies that were hard to decide what to buy and hard to even kind of track down and and order during the pandemic because they were in short supply. Uh, but also this idea of kind of digital reluctance or digital resistance that many um, church leaders as well as people in their congregation kind of exhibited during this time. And so in this report, your study highlights this term generational technology issues as kind of a prominent digital factor. Can you kind of explain this a little more? Yeah, we call it in the section of the report, the generational digital divide in churches. And this was kind of twofold. It was that there was many different church members that were kind of resistant to the technology because they were just unfamiliar with it. They would fall under the, having that lack of training as well as access. In some cases, it was, you know, older people were resistant to have their church go online because they knew we're not going to be able to access this. We, you know, we don't, we have a dial up internet. We don't have a smartphone. We don't have easy access to get online. And so this caused a lot of kind of tension. 
And secondly, there were some churches, actually smaller churches, especially they were really excited about this possibility. But again, it was the kind of fear of, you know, well, am I going to be cut out of church because I don't have the access? It was both pushing against as well as kind of FOMO, fear of missing out aspect. And then there was a third factor in this generational divide. It was younger people, uh, that younger people were really gung-ho, let's get online, this will be a great resource. But maybe the version of online church that their pastor or their church was able to um, supply was, you know, not as, you know, technologically sophisticated, it wasn't as exciting. And so they were frustrated by what they were provided with. And so this caused, you know, maybe some younger congregants to like tune into other churches or um, uh, become really frustrated with their own communities because of this kind of sense. So it was this kind of multi-layer sense of you know, older people feeling either resistant or unprepared, younger people feeling uh, like we should be there to help and we should have more of a voice and we should have a higher quality. And so, because they grew up with the digital generation expectation. Um, but we did see I mean, in the report, there was some interesting examples of, of churches coming together to like address these issues. You know, in, one, in several cases, um, some churches were able to kind of either get grants or get resources to like um, iPads for their for elderly members and sometimes they would like circulate them around you know to different members um, and so that they could kind of log on during the week or kind of set up like viewing privileges for maybe family members houses so they could watch the church services um, and then we also saw some great kind of unofficial mentorship programs where young people um, in the church were partnered up with other people to kind of help them learn technology and we saw some examples Examples of this unique kind of partnering of the generations and bridging that kind of gap. So we definitely advocate in the project of saying looking at this not as just an obstacle, but this is an opportunity to build community and relationship with the people you know that had the expertise. And it was great to see you know the young people mentoring the older. And so you talk about how the church leaders often express this digital reluctance in their relationship with technology uh, in your study. So what did you find that to mean from their perspective? So one of the reasons why the pandemic caused many churches off guard is because they were either kind of resistant to technology already, so they either thought, you know, we don't understand it, so we're just going to you know, push against it or ignore it or um, they felt like it wasn't important. So the whole idea that they had to kind of make this choice to move into digital media was not something they wanted to. In many cases, they felt pressured into it because that was the only resource available to them. And so this idea of digital reluctance is what we described as when you know, individuals or organizations, or in this case, churches, have the opportunity to utilize technology and digital services and they are actually accessible in their community, but yet they're slow or apprehensive to going digital because of fear and because of you know, the digital divide, lack of training, lack of understanding of both the culture and the technologies. And a surprising number of pastors basically admitted that they had this kind of sense of reluctance. Some entered the digital realm with just slight reluctance, and some said they even felt like they were going kicking and screaming, but they had to. We can also report that there were also a number of people that even after that first year of kind of lots of hard lessons and experimentation, that they did see the importance of digital media. But this digital reluctance is still kind of in, especially congregations that have older populations that don't have the training and understanding of digital culture. So in this study, were you able to find or did you come across any stories or leaders who offered ways in which this gap could be bridged, this generational or this digital divide gap? 
Yeah, um, we found that, you know, some churches treated this kind of as a technology issue. You know, it's this is very instrumental. We just got to get the resources. We got to solve this kind of situation. And those are the groups often that, you know, maybe went online quicker, but often would have a little bit more pushback in their congregations related to technology. But churches and leadership teams that saw this not just as a technology issue, but as a communication issue, they were the ones that were more creative in how they marketed it, as it were, to their congregation, as well as kind of how they bridged the gap with their members. For example, you know, one of the stories we tell in the report is of a pastor who, in the first couple of weeks of the lockdown, a member came to the pastor and said, hey, could we talk, think about doing church service and doing it live on Facebook? You know, it, it's pretty easy to do. And the pastor said, are you kidding? You know, that's one of the silliest ideas I've ever heard. But then the congregation member, who was also an elder, you know, on the leadership team, he explained, you know, like not just what it was, but this is how it could bridge the gap. And this is how maybe people could feel connected. And maybe let's try it as an experiment and, you know, I'll help out or I'll get so-and-so to help out. So those churches, especially leaders that were able to kind of, you know, see conceptually how we could use this as a community building activity and look at, you know, the, what do we have to say in order to inform the congregation to get them on board, but also explain to them and identify, okay, this is why you may be fearful because you don't have this access, but we're going to help you solve that access issue in this way. Or this may seem kind of, you know, out of the box and a little bit, you know, not the way that you want to experience church, but, you know, we have limited opportunities right now. And this we feel like could be an interesting experiment we're going to try it and see how it goes. So kind of in that sense of openness. So again, churches that had much more of this collaborative kind of community, team-based thinking did much better, and the pastors felt a lot less stressed than those that were more kind of you know, authoritarian or kind of you know, just very pragmatic and very kind of top-down in their response. Yeah, isn't it amazing how just one event can alter or even change the priority of what is not just effective, but really useful for those who engage? What would you say, especially for our listeners, would be some of the, or maybe one or a couple of the key takeaways that they could use uh, that you found from the study? I think building off that last point that, you know, technology issues, um, you know, people are going to come with different agendas and different kind of experiences. And so I think that communication and community is the key. If you frame this as we're using this as a resource and we are going to kind of recognize that this is going to be a process and that we are going to like, we're going to do our best to not leave people behind. I think that kind of um, was really important in kind of laying kind of especially this digital reluctance. And sometimes the pastors said later that, you know, this is often self-talk what they're telling the congregation is like, okay, remember, this is new. So kind of making this digital transition um, involved communication and seeing the community at the heart rather than this just a problem to be solved. Um, we also found, as I mentioned, that, you know, this generational digital divide, the pandemic kind of highlighted these disparate experiences that different people and different generations had with technology. But instead of framing it as a problem to be conquered, again, when they saw it as an opportunity, as a way to kind of create new kind of partnerships to kind of help people, um, again, that partnership, especially with younger congregants, with older congregants, really kind of strengthen the community and help people feel more comfortable and just less lonely during the pandemic. And finally, you know, just the realization that churches were out of tune with the digital world, not just 
practically speaking, but not really understanding technology and the culture it creates was really evident, especially in some of the ways that people kind of put their services online that looked more like a kind of a televangelist broadcast kind of experience, rather than understanding how they could maybe reshape their services for even a temporary time to create more engagement was important. And that these issues of accessibility and training are still really lacking areas for churches and congregations, whether or not it's they continue a, a digital or hybrid ministry, understanding this culture is going to be important. And so that kind of education and that collaborative opportunity needs to be something that uh, churches, denominations, seminaries wrestle with and how they prepare pastors and equip um, churches that maybe don't have the resources right now. Yeah, and these are really good reminders of just what you know, what we've been through the last couple of years, some of those changes now, what can we do going forward with all of this new information that we've learned, especially when it deals with technology and the digital and just trying to build community. And I think one of the things our research project is really trying to do, you know, um, we'll move, be moving into the latter part of our research is trying to say that, you know, we don't want people to throw out the baby with the bathwater, you know, that people so excited just to get back to face-to-face meetings that they forget not just technology, what they invested in and all that expense, but just what they learned and what worked for their congregation. Maybe there's new ways of seeing each other, encouraging one another, building relationships, accountability. These kind of things need to be taken on board by churches for the long haul. Yeah, it's really super helpful and really good to remember. We can't just stop and move forward without actually taking what we've learned in the past and bringing that into that conversation. So, well, I want to thank you for uh, this information, ID, that you presented to us today. Again, the topic that we've been talking about today was a Tech Trend paper that was produced uh, in the last couple months or so from the techinchurches.org website from the research project that you're a part of. This Tech Trend paper was called The Digital Divide, Digital Reluctance, and Its Impact on Pandemic Churches. And we're going to stick a link to that report in the comment section of this podcast. So I want to thank you again for being with us, and I hope this episode has been helpful and encouraging to those who are listening. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, and if you haven't done so already, Be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified of future podcasts. And be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite platform or share it with your friends. We hope you're leaving today with a better understanding about religion and conversational tools to talk about it. We look forward to seeing you again in our next episode. So until then, take Take care. care.